starts, sits, and sleepers are coming your way. It's Feel Good Friday and week 11 of the fantasy football season. Let's have a time, folks. It's the IBT podcast coming at you. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check your stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the chest sweet sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like they seen every play. Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, all right, all right. It is Feel Good Friday, November 17th. And I'm so thankful for another weekend of professional football on deck for us. We'll certainly chat all about that in today's program. I'm Seth Wilcock, and I'm joined by a guy who might as well be the Bank of Norway with the heater he's on right now. Founder of Pros with Joes, founder of Green Screens Media, big brain motherfucker Eric Romoff. What's good, Eric? Man, what is uh, what is good is watching this bankroll swell as we get into or i guess towards the end of the second week of, of college basketball so you mentioned uh, you mentioned green screens media that is where we are seeing plenty of green screens Hell and breaking yeah. down college basketball dfs and bettings for you and i mean on the other side of the coin I, I i finally thought we had a nice thing on on thursday night football and instead it was anything but right like when we finally get a good game it ends up being pure chaos Absolute blue balls is what I felt like. That, that's kind of how, how I felt going into the night. Um, we'll certainly chat more about that later on in the program. And uh, Eric, what's on the agenda for this weekend? Anything other than college football or college basketball, college football and professional football? Uh, all of the above. Uh, we also have, what do we have going on? We've got my six-year-old's birthday party. So okay. I'm going to go up injure myself at the trampolinium. Um, we're also doing a Friendsgiving on Saturday night. Oh, so we got okay. a pretty, pretty packed kind of heavy social calendar type of weekend ahead of us. I feel you. I will be hermiting in on Sunday. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything then Saturday though. All I got to say is like when you're making plans for stuff, check the fucking location where you're going. Cause Katie signed oh. us up to get some mini pictures done. Uh, mini session of a photographer over in York County, the neighboring County. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. York's like 25 minutes away. No, it's like a full hour. We're on the other side of York. Ooh. So I got to get my ass up tomorrow, get a little bit of work done and then uh, head over to York for some pics, man. Man, you're gonna be all suited and booted for these picks, though. All, all swanky. I don't know. I might have to break out the uh, the the cardigan, uh, the cardigan suit again. I don't know if I'll go full uh, full suit. Okay, okay. Those fall time picks, man. People people go out for them. They do. They absolutely do. And uh, we're gonna go all out for the show tonight as well, Eric. You want to tell the people what we have on deck? Yeah, we got a uh, we got a nice little Friday in store. We'll start with front and center, where we will give you. 
a rundown of everything that happened in a very eventful and in many cases painful Thursday night football game. And we'll head into matchup management where Mike Stoyanoff will be joining us. We'll be answering all of your questions here in the chat. So if you haven't put them in already, make sure you drop them into the comment section. We'll flash them up and get them answered for you. And then as always, we'll close out with our sure things sleepers of the week where we will we will go a little bit deeper down the rankings and find someone that might not be on the radar who we think can at least get up to flex territory in week 11. Yeah, we're hot, man. We had a great week in week number 10, so hoping we can do the same thing again. Uh, looks like we got the IBT family back in the chat. What's up, Derek? Thanks Hello. for always making time for us, man. Good to see you again. Albert, good afternoon, IBT. Good afternoon to you, as always, Albert. Albert. We got Jay in the chat. Look at these handsome gentlemen. And Wait. Jay, throwing a little shade here on this Friday afternoon. Seth, I love you, oh, but I have zero sympathy <laughs> for you getting up early. Hey, I, I get it, man. I don't have kids. I, I can get up early, kind of wake up with the cat, uh, do my thing, and have no issues. So, so I understand. For, for the for the record here, when you said you're waking up early, what exactly, what time are you referring to? I don't know what time I'll be waking up, but let's just say I went to bed at five a.m. last night. So, like, my Ooh. sleeping schedule is all kind of effed up. So. Four hours, five hours is what I think I got last night. I'm hoping to maybe hit six or seven, uh, but, but I'll be ready either way. Uh, Katie said, you wanted your Christmas cards. Yeah, I want to do Christmas cards. Katie in the chat calling me out. I did want to do Christmas cards, but I didn't think we were going for pictures 45 minutes away. So, uh, uh, Man, uh, Hey, I, IBT fam, if you're in the chat, drop your name, mailing address, phone number, and social security number, and yes. Seth will send you his Christmas <laughs> cards. I will certainly do that. Uh, I'm seeing some questions coming into the chat as well. We'll get to those here in just a little bit. But let's uh, let's kick this bad boy out here uh, with our first segment of the day, front and center. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance, you'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all somewhere in between. How about you come to the Just place where you someone? Ain't gotta worry about not what it means. Come and give me another, cause the night is young. At least I so thought. This just in breaking news. Front and center. All right, front and center, Bengals 20, Ravens 34. And as we touched on early in the show, this was blue balls. And I feel like I need to stop watching football because I missed the opening two drives of this game. I was up in my office working. By the time I come down, shit has already hit the fan. We got injuries all over the place. And let's start with maybe the biggest of the night, Eric, as, as long as or as far as long-term concerns go. Mark Andrews suffers season-ending ankle injury. Tight end two goes down just like that. Yeah, that was absolutely brutal, right? And at a at a point in the season where it felt like he and, and Lamar were really starting to click, at a point in the game where it seemed like he was about to completely explode, right? Like if if you were a Mark Andrews overbetter like me last night, I think he was like up north <laughs> of twenty yards within, I don't know, fifteen seconds of this game starting, right? So like definitely felt like there was a big one loading. Obviously it hurts you in the immediate term in terms of week eleven, but you know, now that he's out for the the season. Like this, this, this changes the entire landscape of, of the tight end picture, right? Like there are some middling guys that, you know, might be out on your wire or that maybe you were considering cutting that, you know, now move up another rung on the ladder. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a complete gut punch to, to see him go down like that. I, you know, the, the thing for me, like, I really hope that 
the competition committee takes a look at this this hip drop tackle, right? Like yeah. that's absolutely yeah. what did it for him. It's the same thing that that took out uh, Tony Pollard in that playoff game last year, yes, right? Sir. Like very clearly, it is a dangerous maneuver. So I, I don't know why we we can't you know double time on getting that out of the game. I think if you do roster Mark Andrews, you can stay with the Ravens if you want Isaiah Likely. It's hard for me to trust him. We know what Likely's talent is, um, but this is also a guy who, with no Mark Andrews week one, 1.4 points on that day. So it's really tough for me to trust Isaiah Likely here. I don't know if I have uh, high hopes for him moving forward. He did have some splash games a season ago, but also had some donuts, some one-pointers as well. So I'm not overly enthusiastic about him, but OBJ, I think, is coming into his own. He looked great, like probably the best I've seen him since the Rams Super Bowl a couple seasons ago. Three straight games now of at least 11 PPR points, four of seven targets here, 116 yards. Any interest in OBJ are likely for you moving forward? Yeah, you know, I would I would actually probably prioritize likely, especially if I was a, a Mark, Mark Andrews manager, right? Like, Yes, he's he's disappointed uh, as recently as as this season, but you know the the role of the tight end in, in this offense is is significant, right? So you know it, it might take a, a week or two for him to kind of get the training mm-hmm. wheels off, but I, I do think he'll contribute in a meaningful way, and especially in the context of today's tight end market, right? Like finding someone that's going to get as many looks as I would project him to have is is hard to come by, right? So he 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 need not be on your wire. And he needs to be on your roster if you are a Mark Mark Andrews manager. And in terms of OBJ, I mean, look, we're we're now we're looking at a three week sample where things have have really pointed in the right direction, right? So I I wouldn't I wouldn't mark him as like a priority start on any given mm-hmm. week, but mm-hmm. we do have a few more by Mageddon's ahead of us in the coming yes, we weeks. Do. He can certainly you know have a role to play in in that regard. And and kind of like with likely, you know, he he probably shouldn't be on on wires, right? Because this, you know, this whole passing offense is is kind of on its head. At least it's up in the air in terms of where you know where where Lamar is going to look first. So he's a he's a nice little lottery ticket to to put on the end of your bench. I think bottom line here with losing Mark Andrews in the fantasy football landscape, as you put it, though, Eric, it's those these guys like Trey McBride, Jake Ferguson. They're looking pretty good all of a sudden. So, so I think they're going to have some value, if not for your roster. Maybe they have a little more trade value in your league as well moving forward if you already have a stud tight end. Uh, second injury of the night, man, Joe Burrow. Th- this one just sucked from a viewing standpoint. We didn't get to see the, the Burrow-Lamar showdown we were hoping for. And now he's suffering a sprained right wrist. And it's really uh, concerning here, Eric, because this is something now under investigation that they might have known heading into this week. So how do you feel about Joe Burrow uh, and the Bengals moving forward? I don't want to be the pessimist guy, but I think they're kind of fucked here, man. They got the Steelers, Jaguars, Colts, Vikings, Steelers again, Chiefs and Browns to end out this season. I don't think you're cashing any playoff tickets you had for them. And I certainly don't think I, I'm liking the prospects of the wide receivers moving forward. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what the, what the long-term prognosis is. Right. Um, you know, la- last night, everyone on, on fantasy football, Twitter was immediately lip readers when he was, you know, supposedly saying that he can't grip the ball um, when he came back out. And, you know, the, there's uh there's a rumor that he was found saying it's going to be surgery. Right. So like, the you know the all will will we'll unfold in the coming days. But yeah, I mean, look, this was this was a Bengals team that was completely white hot, right? Like, obviously they uh, they lost to the steamroller that is the Houston <laughs> Texans last week. But prior yeah. to that point, 
like they were really, you know, getting healthy and, and getting into a groove, right? So it, it definitely takes a, takes a lot of wind out of their sails. You know, now they're going to have to really scrap and claw to even, you know, stay on the graphic as we talk about playoff implications. And, you know, clearly, I mean, yes, Jamar Chase, you know, saved your day with that very late touchdown. But yeah. his, you know, his upside is going to be severely impacted along with T. Higgins for however long Joe Burrow might be out. I'm with you there. Let's round it out Thursday night football with the shower beers. Um, Gus Edwards had a nice day for, for him. If uh, if you started Gus Edwards, man, like good for you. This guy's been one of the best values at running back this season, Eric. Uh, likely his fourth uh, RB1 performance in the last five games. If you held on to him, if you kept the faith with Gus Bus, you've been rewarded these last five games. To me, he's an RB2 moving forward. We saw a little bit of Keaton Mitchell, but also saw some some bad from Keaton Mitchell in this game as well. Uh, and then Joe Mixon. Welcome back, Joe Mixon, to some fantasy relevance here. 16 for 69, added five receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Maybe he's the only beneficiary if there is no Burrow because they're just going to have to feed Mixon like hell. Yeah, in, in theory, right? Like we'll we'll you know we'll project his volume to go up a fair amount if if Burrow misses any time, but we also will project uh, the, the level of attention that yeah. he'll get on yeah. on the defensive side to increase in a uh, you know in a, a representative fashion, right? But look, we we said it all year long, right? Like even if it's inefficient volume, volume goes such a long way in this game. So yeah, um, you know, arrow pointing up on on Joe Mixon, he obviously. Uh, did plenty for people that fired him up on in this Thursday night game, and then looking over on the the Baltimore side, I mean there 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 are a couple of key storylines here, right? Like first, Gus Edwards, in, in spite of the you know the flashy play of Keaton Mitchell yep. over the last few weeks, yep. very much so is holding on to his role in this offense overall. And really, what we're seeing is Keaton Mitchell eating into Justice Hill's workload. And yes. last night was the the point where we we saw him kind of get over that uh that line of demarcation he actually out snapped justice hill he was he was right there with gus edwards gus edwards had 25 snaps keaton mitchell had 24 the uh the opportunity share much more heavily favors gus edwards he had 14 opportunities to keaton mitchell's nine justice hill only had two right so i i think we're we're probably looking at you know a one one a kind of situation with justice hill just sort of fading into the homer simpson hedge right <laughs> thank god um, and then thank you god. you also have to keep in mind that lamar jackson is going to continue running actually he looked a little bit better he as did. a runner than uh than we'd seen in recent weeks he he continued running after that ankle injury scare i which know i had know. all of us clutching our pearls so yeah i mean <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a roller coaster ride with this 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 baltimore backfield but i mean gus edwards is on pretty pretty firm ground in terms of, you know, how they're going to use him and the type of workload you can project for him. I'm right there with you, man. Uh, love it. It wasn't a great Thursday night football, but I like the recap and uh, the outlook moving forward to, for at least a couple of these players. Let's go ahead. Let's shake things up with matchup management. Who you got? Matchup management. Who's it going to be? All right, and we are joined by someone we've been very lucky to get to know the past few football seasons. You might know him for his work in Blossoms or Billions or The Dark Knight. I know him for his love of sandwiches and fantasy football. He's the great Mike Stoyanoff. Mike, how are we doing today, my friend? My guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing real good. I'm doing. You might not know my face from The Dark Knight. As you know, I die like 30 seconds into that movie, and I, you never see my face when I'm in the mask. But I do appreciate the shout-out. 
And it's so glad I'm so glad to see you guys. So sorry about the sort of minor life emergencies the last couple of times we tried to get me here and uh you know it won't happen again i'm here in la enjoying uh the nice weather and i'm i'm very glad to be here for this this uh, final scott fishbowl 13 week of the yes. regular season i'm representing the crusty burger division and uh yes, real excited about it hell yeah and my- i want to wait my first i want to make my first bold take of the day probably not okay. so bold actually the hip drop tackle gone gone mm. next year uh, is my prediction You'll see you'll get 15 for it if you do it. And I guarantee you the first few guys that do it are going to get hit with fines. It's just it's a terrible, terrible. It's almost always results in an injury. It's just bad news. And it's got to go. It's got to go the way of the horse collar and the uh, the hitting the defenseless receiver. It's just it's just bad for the game. So good riddance. And uh, my prediction is we won't be seeing guys doing that next year and beyond. I, I will take your word for it, Mike. I am hopeful that that is the case. What's been new in your life, man? How is L.A.? And I have to ask, like, what is what is the big difference? Is there a difference in mindset when you go from New York to L.A.? Is Are there certain commodities out in the West Coast that you're like, oh, I can't wait to get back to L.A. and, and eat here or see this? <laughs> definitely. It's definitely a different vibe, like everything from the people to like yeah. the way you live your life. And I definitely miss the food. I love the sushi here. I feel like okay. it's a lot easier to eat better here. You know, you come out in mid-November and it's like 72 degrees every day. So like it's easier to sort of stay in shape. Someone's blowing up my phone already. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I definitely I love both cities and I'm happy to to live to spend uh, the majority of my life in one or the other. And uh, but yeah. I definitely, you know, I might be a little more, I mean, look at this, look at this whole thing. This is very LA. So <laughs> might be a little more LA than, than New York, but uh, you know, I love them both. There we go, man. The best of both worlds. That's Mike Stoyanoff for you, Mike, before we get to a couple questions here, I want to talk about a couple injury updates that could affect lineups this week. Are you confident in any Browns pass catchers? I know a year ago you were very heavy on Dave Njoku. Do you still like him? He's been better with these backup quarterbacks. But it is Dorian Thompson Robinson DTR who's going to be the starter here. What's the confidence level in him and Amari Cooper? I mean, Njoku's been a disappointment this year by any any uh, uh, terms you may want to apply. I mean, I guess I didn't know that. That's a good a good little factoid that he has actually played better when backups are in. Um, so I mean, he uh, you know tight end is so thin just generally that he's yeah. probably startable in a lot of leagues. If you, you, you know, in a 10, even in a 10 team league, but definitely in a 12 team league, there's probably three or four teams that can't really do much better than Njoku. So, you know, I'd trot him out there. Amari Cooper's so talented. Uh, I've never been a huge sort of, you know, Cooper stand, but like, I think when a backup comes in, the guy least affected and maybe even, potentially getting a, a bump is the wide receiver one just because mm-hmm. the, the backups is generally not good as che- at checking down or running through his reads. And so he tends to, especially if your one is really good and a great route runner and a, a yeah. separation monster, like he, he there, he's just going to chuck it to that guy a lot, I think. So, I mean, I don't love it. I mean, even with <laughs> yeah. uh, Deshaun in there, I really am not huge on the, the Cleveland passing game, um, but I am actually kind of excited to see, I mean, they've got to give the rookie some serious run. Like, let's see what yeah. he's got. Cause they're, I feel like, you know, Watson and Daniel Jones are cautionary tales about how easy it is to drop 200 or so million on them. And it's, oh my God. 
So, yeah. uh, I mean, you got to see what this kid got. Hopefully he's great because I really am not sure what what Watson has left. I hope I'm not going to get, you know, hate hate tweets here, hate hate <laughs> notes. But uh, I, I just, I don't know. He didn't really show out this year. And it's been a while, unlike Jones, and at least he, he's coming off his best season and look mm -hmm. good. Like Watson, it's been a while since he was Deshaun Watson. So, yikes. I think you're on the side of popular opinion there about Deshaun Watson, so I don't think you'll get too much hate for that. Eric, I want to throw it over to another injury happening right now. Damian Pierce still hasn't practiced as of Thursday. We don't have the reports yet out on Friday. Is Devin Singletary locked into your lineups here? Because I have a couple of decisions to make with him in my lineups. Uh, should I go over a D-hop or a Rashi Rice? Like, like, or, or, Is he locked and loaded? He just got 30 touches, 150 yards, and it's a good match against Arizona. Yeah, so uh, breaking news, uh, as I also cover the Texans for for the High Point Creator Network, Damian Pierce was back at practice today. Oh, uh, we, we don't have we don't have the report yet, so I'm assuming that it's going to be a limited session, right? It would be really really weird for him to go DNP DNP full. Yeah. Um, so you know we're going to have to watch this one down to the wire and see how it shakes out. If Damian Pierce plays, I actually still have. Devin Singletary ahead of him by a couple of spots, right? They're both in like that kind of flex territory. Um, obviously, if Damian Pierce does not play, then you've got Devin Singletary coming off of the best game of his season and arguably his career against the second most favorable run defense in the uh, Arizona Cardinals, right? So wheels up. I mean, he would probably push like borderline top 12, maybe even top 10 kind of guy uh, if if it is just uh, Singletary out there. So Okay. One to watch, but yeah, Damian Pierce was spotted back at practice as of about of 35 minutes ago. Uh, screw him for doing his job. Um, <laughs> Mike, how do you feel about Raheem Moster and Devon Achan this week? This is a backfield. They've been logging limited practices all week. The indication is that they will be going. It's it's a smash spot, it seems like, against the Raiders. However, I'm seeing Moster kind of dropped in a lot of consensus rankings across the league. Are you worried at all that Achan comes back and Mostert goes to the wayside here in the first week back? I mean, if I have either one of those guys, but obviously, especially Achan, I'm excited and mm -hmm. I'm starting them. I think it's that offense is so potent, and when they were both playing together, they were running well. I see it's true that Mostert has slid a little from his numbers, but those weren't really like. Uh, uh, you know, you couldn't, he wasn't going to sustain that. It was crazy. So mm -hmm. uh, I like them both. I didn't know if Mostert is limited. He's been in, limited in practice. He's hurting. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been limited practices for both of them. They're both a little banged up, but it is a little weird coming off the bye week, but indication is they will be ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's hard to imagine you have, you know, two guys better than either especially a chain like there i just yeah. if you have two guys more startable than devin a chain if he's announced to be starting like you know they don't they're not gonna put guys out generally like every once in a while a guy with a hamstring goes out a little too early and tweaks it and then you know and you get burned but i feel like the nfl and all these teams these guys are ready to go if they're gonna put them out there so like if he's out there you have to make the assumption He's 100% or he's not going to, you know, he's going to do his job. So I love A-Chain this week. So, uh, you know, you got him, start him. Oh, On yeah, the Singletary thing, just generally, I think if you if you have a running back 
even if he's way down sort of the regular RB ADP, who suddenly finds himself generally alone in the backfield, uh, especially if you're in a league where you get any kind of bonus for per carry, and especially if the guy is known to be an adept at, pass, at catching the ball, that guy is almost instantly like literal a top 10 running back in most situations. Even if uh, regularly he's like, you know, somewhere between RB30 and RB40. Yeah. Like that guy becomes so startable. Dante Foreman is a great example. Like that guy had like two like all world weeks in the last month. And it's because there's just no one there. It's like his volume is going to be crazy. So anytime like a running back is looking at like a massive volume situation, I'm very, very tempted to put them in against guys generally more talented and on better teams. So. I wish I would have saw that writing on the wall last week a little bit because I was I was very scared with Devin Singletary. He hadn't been efficient all year, um, but we're seeing it now. So it's good to see that Mike is ready to go with Raheem Mostert and Achan as well. Let's get some questions in the chat here, guys. Um, Let's start out with Derek. He needs to start either Josh Allen or Sam Howe. Holy hell. Uh, can you believe we've we are what what reality is this mike are, are we down a terminator route like are we in an altered universe right now and where are you going on this one i mean howell has a great i'm trying to check the buffalo matchup okay jets see this is why this is yeah. why this is a yeah. debate you know howell's playing the giants there i mean i am there it's an interdivision game howell looks good his numbers are top 10 and a lot like uh, you know yards and like he you know this is just a smash start for him. I know. I, I'm debating between Herbert and Howell in one of my leagues. So, like, I get this. Like, that's just a uh, – and, again, there's this sort of codicil that, like, oh, what if they – you know, it's a blowout. It's like, oh, what if they put up 35 points real fast and then they ease up? Right. It's like, well, they put up 35 points, so probably <laughs> he had a good day, even if they stopped trying at that point. So, I, you know what? I'm going to – let's let's just throw caution to the wind. I would I would go Howell here. Oh, Eric, Eric, are, are you uh, are you back in Mike here at the how call? It is really hard to want to play Josh Allen against the, the Jets, man. They've just been so sensational in that secondary all season long. Yeah, look, it's it's definitely a, a downgrade spot for Josh Allen. And I, I like how I like how we were we were piling on you for your for your Sam Howell love on Tuesday. I and know. you bring in fellow Sam Howell propagandists Let's go, for, baby. for the Friday show. Look like what what I will say is that these two players are closer together on rankings than I ever would have thought I would see. But it's it's still Josh Allen for me, right? I've I've got I've got Josh Allen down to QB number five. I've got Sam Howell up to QB number seven, right? So That's you know, for for close. me, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the on the Allen side. I think it's a bit safer that way. But yeah, I mean, you could you could absolutely um, you know ride either side of this and and very likely have a pretty similar outcome. The Jets, the Jets have made every elite QB they faced this year, including Allen already, make look very mid. So yeah, they made yeah. Herbert look sorta and uh, Mahomes had a really, really sort of down game. So it seems like they make up their mind to like take away that that guy, that like production. So but I mean I don't uh, who I don't blame anyone for starting Allen ever. Yeah. Come on. I I think I would honestly just to break the tide, go with Mike. I just think I just think how it's the guaranteed volume here, man. And Tommy DeVito, man. Danny DeVito, I don't know what his fucking name is for the Giants, but he's not going to be able to move the ball. And I think that's just going to give Washington more and more possessions. Could they get up here and maybe just start running the ball with Brian Robinson uh, into the dirt? 
perhaps. I, I don't know if I see it happening, though. It's just that Washington defense uh, is terrible, and I, I think we're going to see the volume there. So we're throwing caution to the wind there. Um, Derek, I see you have another question here. I'm going to talk about Jalen Guyton in our sleeper segment, so hold on to that one, and we'll backtrack there. Um, looks like we have one from Albert here, Eric. Pick two, full PPR, Ken Walker, David Montgomery, and Rashad White. Wow, hell of a core here for Albert. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a tough spot. Um, of the three, I've got I've got Rashad White the lowest by two spots. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll follow rankings here. I'll go with Ken Walker and David Montgomery. Um, we saw as recently as last week, you know, just how just how effectively both Montgomery and and Jameer Gibbs can coexist in this backfield and still put up plenty of fantasy productions uh there's been plenty of of coverage of david montgomery giving that that goal line touchdown back to to gibbs right so look the the lions like they're they're one of the more potent offenses in the entire league and they love to run the ball so i'll i'll stick with uh with monty here along with ken walker okay where, where do you fall on it mike uh, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on Montgomery, but I'm actually going to look at like which way each guy is trending. And I feel like it's white. I feel like white in this last sort of month is really starting to play like a lot of people had hoped he is. And I feel like, I mean, Walker, it's so close. Walker's really good, but they are starting to give Charbonnet a little more. I think the last couple of weeks, I could be wrong. Someone's probably going to be like, no, they're not. But uh, <laughs> I still, are, I'm going to go are. with Monty. I'll agree with you. And then I will take White. I just think I just think the, he, the trend line is is heading this way for him. And uh, I feel like the ceiling might be a little a little higher for him. Yeah, he, so, he feels caution to the wind. This is caution to the wind day. <laughs> He feels safer. He feels safer that he's going to get that guaranteed volume, uh, unlike Ken Walker. I just think I like the matchup a little bit better for Walker against the Rams um, th- than going up against the 49ers, man. They've looked like a wagon out there. Um, oh, we'll, we'll, yeah, I gotta we'll... check matchups before I open my mouth. That's all we have. I'm like, oh, hmm. oops. <laughs> it's all good, my friend. Uh, here's a trade question for us, uh, Mike, from Icy Hype Beast. Great YouTube name. Hey, guys, I get Brees Hall and Kelsey for Eckler and Kincaid. Should I accept full PPR? Are you smashing accept on this one, Mike? Uh, I don't. I wish I knew if this were Dynasty or or redraft. We're going to assume I think, redraft. I think uh, in this is redraft. We're going to assume, yes. I, I, I think I like this. I mean, you know, getting Travis Kelsey. I, I'd do this. I, I can't even answer this because I'm so biased because I have so much Brees Hall and Kelsey everywhere that I would love that side. I just think you're getting two top 12 players rest of season in the in this trade. Kincaid's awesome. Eckler's awesome. But I think the, the, the gap between Eckler and Brees is a lot smaller than it is Kelsey to Kincaid. Eric, uh, do you concur here? Yeah, completely. Um, I, I would definitely want the, the Brees and, and Kelsey side. Um, you know, I, I think you're talking about comparable assets in terms of the running backs. And, you know, while Kincaid has been phenomenal, uh, there's still the possibility that Dawson Knox could creep back in there and throw this this Buffalo offense on its head. Right. So, uh, you know, getting getting these elite options at their position and you're, you're getting much more stability in, in the role with regard to Kelsey. OK, looks like we got Toronto Dave in the chat. What's up, Dave? Good to see you, man. Um, that dude. 
And then we got we got we got another Derek. We got two Derek's in the chat tonight. Ooh. Good afternoon, guys from Howdy. Texas. Hey, yeah, there you go. You got another Texan down there. I wonder if he's There's also a Houston Texans fan. Uh, here's a question from George: Would you trade Brandon Ayuk and Kincaid for Chris Olave? Uh, he has Hawkinson already, and he needs a wide receiver upgrade. He'd start Dell in his place. Olave is on by. Well, Mike, you are the Chris Olave stand of the show. Where do you go on this one? Uh, uh, that's so close because Ayuk has had such a good year. I mean, obviously, you know, week one or, you know, on draft day in August, this is a no brainer, but I think I might go ahead and do this just because you're looking for that Olav surge. I mean that, you know, him to start really producing like everyone thought he would, you've already got Hawkinson. So you're kind of covered, but this is a very even trade. And if you did not have an elite, like literally top three tight end, in addition to Kincaid, I probably would not do this. But since you do, I would I would throw caution to the wind and uh, and acquire Olave for this the stretch run here. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I I'm torn on this one to be honest because I think you can get some. Can you get something back with Chris Olave? Like it's always great to free up a roster spot, go out and add someone speculative off free agency this time the the week. But can you get someone back? That that's I I think the Ayuk side is a little more value to me. And I don't know why he's running away from starting Tank Dell this week. He's my wide receiver start of the week, Eric. No Noah Brown. Robert Woods not 100% healthy. We might not see Nico Collins, or he might not be 100% healthy. And Tank Dell's been the wide receiver 16 this season on a points-per-game basis. I, I don't know if I'm doing this just to get away from starting Dell this week. How do you feel uh, removing your Houston bias? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't do this explicitly for the purpose of, uh, you know, looking looking to find someone to start over Tank Dell. Tank Dell is going to be in a, you know, inside oh, wait, the top. Wait, he's getting Olav, right? Yes, yes. So right, he, yeah. if he does the trade, he does start Dell, which is yes. fine, is what you yes. guys are saying. That's mm-hmm. not, yeah, exactly. not a huge... Um, so, you know, I mean, adding, adding Chris Olave to a, a tank Dell wide receiver core sounds very appealing, right? Um, I, I am with Mike as a, uh, as a resident Chris Olave Stan. I think a lot of this has to do with the, the pass volume of, of this, this new Orleans saints offense, but also the, the way that they utilize him, right? Like every single week, every time that someone asks about him, cause he's one of the most asked about players in fantasy football, I will continue to cite that he is number one in the league in realized air yards and number one in the league in unrealized air yards. Like they go to him so far down the field. He's all the way up there in red zone targets. He's all the way up there in end zone targets, right? Like each opportunity they're giving him is implicitly and empirically more valuable than, you know, a four yard bubble screen off the side that uh, is a little bit more in, in Brendan Ayuk's uh, uh, playbook. Right. So and what's going all... on with Michael Thomas and like, you know, yeah. let's not forget that Debo was sort of like either not himself or not even in the game. And now he is back and at a hundred percent. So that may affect Ayuk's. Damn. Number. Are you guys talking me into this one? You Michael might be... Thomas, Michael Thomas, is he hurt? I yes. Thought... Yes. Significantly. Is he done for the season? We don't know. We don't. We don't have we don't full reports sure, yeah. yet. But it's done it, for the the foreseeable future. That's kind of what we're hearing. We're hearing significant time. Yeah. So yeah, significant was the was the word that I heard used. I I doubt that we'll hear anything more about him during the bye week, right? But yeah, as we start ramping up for the following week, we'll we'll probably get a clearer picture. I mean, Rashid Shahid, as fun as he is, that's a pretty significant drop off in terms of like every down. Like looking to that guy. 
he's kind of a borderline gadget guy as again as fun and exciting yeah. as he is yes so i mean i like i'm liking a lot of uh, uh, again the key thing is you have hawkinson so you yes. are set at tight end yeah. you got a problem in week 13 but beyond that you know that would sure would be nice to have kincaid for that two more weeks but yeah this is a uh, an olav all right good, good luck the there george cook here's car chisel Rest in peace, Burrow. Oh, looks like he played Burrow last night. Would you guys mm. roll with Brock Purdy or try to trade for a QB? He's in a half-point PPR redraft, I believe is what that is saying. Listen, man, Brock Purdy is on pace for 30 touchdowns right now and over 4,000 yards. Like, that is a quarterback one to me. I love Purdy this week. I know you can't play him. I don't think if you already rolled out Burrow. Um, I love the matchup against Tampa Bay. I'm fine with Purdy rest of season. Is there a quarterback, too, on the waivers I can grab? Maybe just have some depth there. Uh, it, I, I doubt Josh Dobbs is out there in your league, but is he out there? Baker's probably going to get dropped after this week. So I'm okay with rolling Purdy. Um, Eric, if you have him as your quarterback one now uh, and Joe Burrow on your roster, are, are you panicking at the position? No, I, I wouldn't say so, right? Um, he he's he being Purdy is already a QB1 on, on average today, right? He's QB12. Um, that will ladder up another spot if there's any sort of long-term implications for Joe Burrow, right? Um, and the the other thing to keep in mind here, like finding an equitable trade for a quarterback is one of the most difficult things to do so in hard. fantasy football, right? Yep. Like nobody values them appropriately. Um, no league values them the same. And specifically in your case, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you already have some some dog water offers in your inbox because everyone sees that you you lost Joe Burrow and they're going to try to they're going to try to lowball you right so like you know by all means go out there and you know try to improve your team by way of trade but keep in mind like you're 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 probably not going to be doing much better than Brock Purdy in return and people are you know people are going to try to take advantage of the fact that they assume you're panicking because Burrow went down I agree my strong hunch here is that the math just isn't going to work because the hit you're going to likely have to take to your yeah. starting lineup somewhere yeah. to get someone as a po and then with a juxtaposed with what Purdy's going to do numbers wise, there's just almost no way that's going to work out for you. Like you're going to have to trade away at least one starter, maybe even two to get a top five QB. So like, it's just not, you're going to, you're going to lose at some other position and then you're going to be like, well, look at that. I should have that guy. Those guys I traded <laughs> yeah. away plus, you know, Purdy equals this guy. And then some, I, this was not a good idea. So that's, that's my strong intuition on this is that you should roll with Purdy and keep your, your the starter, the other starters you have intact and on your team. I do want to, I do want to, I know you had a question, Scott Fishbowl. It, it's your last week before the playoffs, throw us that. And then I have a question for you as well, before we get you out of here. Well, I got like speaking of the running backs and like elevated running backs last week, I started Foreman over Cook, which ended up being a good idea, but it would have been even smarter to bench Derrick Henry. And now I got Ooh. the same situation this week who I got Ty Chandler. I got James Cook and I got Derrick Henry Chandler as by far the best. So who sits? Who sits room? Oh, Eric, can you give us the options one more time, Mike? Ty Chandler versus Denver. Uh, Henry against Jacksonville and mm -hmm. Cook against the Jets. And you need two, is that correct? Yeah, you oh, sit one. 
it's hard for me to sit Derrick Henry uh, against the Jaguars. I just I don't. There's some some magic in the air every time these team plays that he just goes off. So that's really tough. Denver has been better against the run lately, but Ty Chandler's almost like what you talked about with Devin Singletary earlier on the show, Mike. Like he's gonna get a shit ton of volume this week. If I feel like so, it's really hard to sit him. Uh, Eric, where do you lean on this? Because I, I think it's probably Cook for me is, is odd man out. I am going to do the cop-out thing and say that Alexander Madison has not been ruled out yet. Um, <laughs> you know, he he is he is uh, working his way through concussion protocol. This year in particular, we've seen a change with regard to this. More often than not, a concussion has become a, a two-week injury where players are routinely missing a game and then returning. Prior to this year, the progression was they would get a DNP, then they would go into limited on Thursday. If they got to full by Friday, they were usually on track to play. Obviously, we don't have the Friday practice report yet, but Alexander Madison, DNP Wednesday, limited practice yesterday. If he's back to full today, I don't I don't think we can, you know, say with complete confidence. I didn't know he, he was be back out today, there. honestly. So hopefully the decision I mean, is made for yesterday. you. And, and that, that makes it nice and easy, right? Um, if if it is Ty Chandler. Uh, with without Alexander Madison, I'm in lockstep with you, Seth. I would okay. I would send nice. uh, I would send James Cook to the Pine. Okay, all right, and, and Mike, I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. We're getting to the time of year. There's not really shit shit to do outside, at least if you're on the East Coast where I am. It gets dark well, at five o'clock. California, <laughs> yeah, s- super cold out all the time too. Mike, do you have any good TV movie recommendations, whether that's something Please newer that's me. been catching your eye or anything that you just have uh, a recommendation for? I'll give you I'll give you two from like uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, we watched uh, we've been watching the morning show. Uh, okay. Season three, nice. Really good. Really interesting stuff. Uh, really talented cast. Um, and then Loki. The, the okay. new season yeah. of Loki nice. is phenomenally good. If you're a Marvel person. Um, and Hiddleston is just so fun to watch act. And you know, what's his name? With the one of the Wilsons, I can't. Owen? Yeah. No, Luke. Yeah. No, Owen. Owen. I'm sorry. They're, it's confusing, even though they look nothing alike. Yeah. Uh, uh, Owen Wilson is really, really good. The whole thing is good. If you like Marvel, this is, people say this may be the best Marvel series. Wow. Yet made. So okay. it, it's really good. And this is fresh stuff morning show i think just aired its final episode from this season season three and and loki is also just started streaming like a month ago season two so check it out hell yeah hell yeah eric you got breaking news wow look at that yeah uh, i i don't know if this has been confirmed but the the reporting is that joe burrow is expected to miss the remainder of the season with a torn wrist ligament just watching his reaction and the way he was behaving on the sideline. And then the lip readers were like, he's clearly says, I felt a pop. And I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, he, you know, you know, I'll see you week one, 2024. Like that. He, I just had a really bad feeling that he was not going to be around playing football anymore this season. That's a shame. Wow. Wow. Mike, thank you so much for joining us, man. How can we best support you rest of this season and moving forward? I don't know. Just keep bringing me back, man. Fuck yeah. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not even though the strike ended, I am still retired as far as I know, but hopefully, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the phone will start ringing and I will definitely let you guys know if I go back to work. On Hell something. yeah. 
Hell yeah. Right. Hey, thank you again. Awesome. Have a great holiday, guys. Hey, you too, Thanks man. Thanks me. so much for joining us. We'll catch you soon, Mike. And uh, guys, let's jump into some sleepers. It's the short thing. Sleepers of the week. All right, Eric. Shit ton of questions today, man. Like, thank you to everyone in the chat. Awesome to see the engagement, the questions. We hope you guys are giving this video a thumbs up if you enjoy it. Uh, We also hope you guys are subscribing to the channel. Eric, let's round things out. Short things, sleepers of the week. Who you got for us? We're hot, baby. Let's let's uh, let's let's keep it going here. Yeah, we're gonna hope to stay hot. And while earlier with one of the questions, um, I decided to bench Calvin Ridley. Um, that's not how we do things here on short sleep, short things, sleepers of the week, right? Like we're, we're talking about guys that are outside the top 30 that we think can reach back and get a 10 spot, right? Reach back. And, and look like that is very much so in, in Calvin Ridley's range of outcomes, right? You know, you go back to week one and he was the greatest wide receiver of all time. Can't believe he wasn't a first rounder. And then he's, he slowed down a bit, but in that mix, you know he's still got plenty of double double digit performances. His his route participation, his his targets are all where they need to be. This week in particular, he gets he gets a, a matchup against the uh, Titans secondary at home that is a little bit softer than average in terms of catch rate. But where they where they really uh, leak fantasy points is after the catch. They give up a ton of yards after the catch. They let a ton of guys get past them. They're they're out there trying to tackle with their hands, right? Like. You know, a, a couple of catches for Calvin Ridley, and he, you know, he can he can rack up some pretty solid yaks. So, sitting at wide receiver thirty-one right now, love his chances to get into double digits, and that's going to have him on the flex radar. It's crazy that we're talking about Calvin Ridley's outside the top thirty consensus rankings right Remember now. Remember when he was the best receiver ever? That was like two months ago. I know how quickly times can change. <laughs> uh, and speaking of times changing. Let's fire up Jalen Guyton this week. If you need a spot start, this is a guy I think we can honestly uh, have a little confidence in this week. Saw 79% of the snaps last week. Caught six of his targets for 41 yards and a tutty. And listen, man, like I know this isn't a great week as far as the, the, the totals out there because there's just like a lot of heavy favorites this week. But this is actually a game I kind of like to see a little bit of points in Green Bay versus uh, the Chargers there. 43 and a half point over under. That's the sixth highest game of the weekend. And listen, man, I've always kind of fucked with Jalen Guyton. I mean, dude ran a 4 4, uh, 40 yard dash, like 82nd percentile. Like, he can fucking fly. I- I'm willing to let him ride against Carrington Valentine here. And it's so sad. And Eric, you're someone who follows cornerback depth charts very, very closely to see what this Packers cornerback depth chart was coming into the season. We had guys like, uh, Russell Douglas on this team. We had guys like Eric Stokes who looked like he might have a bounce back here. Jair Alexander. Now it's Carrington Valentine out there. And I, I think they're going to attack him. We don't really know how good Valentine is, I think, yet because he's seen Kenny Pickett, Brett Rippon in back-to-back weeks. But before that, Kirk Cousins was absolutely dicing this guy up. So I'm going to take my chances with uh, Guyton out there, especially we don't know if Keenan Allen's going to be 100%. So uh, yeah, give me some Jalen Guyton. Yeah, look, I mean, Guyton is going to be out there a ton, right? And he's he's one of these you know skill set type of receivers that can do a lot whenever whenever the the ball is is thrown his way, right? So the you know the thing for him was you know where he falls in the pecking order. That's always what's kind of 
you know, held him down up until this point. Yeah. But now in, in the year of our Lord, 2023, it's uh, hobbled Keenan Allen. It yes. is Austin Eckler catching balls out of the backfield. And then it's, it's Quentin Johnson who still can't catch, which is like a thing you need to do to be a receiver in this league, right? Like you can't be out there trying to basket catch it or catch it with your body. So yeah. Like I, I think we're going to see more and more work go to Guyton's direction, especially relative to Quentin Johnson. And you get a couple, couple more targets going his way, and he can do something with them for sure. Who would have thought to? We'd get to the point in the season, Eric, where we we know Josh Palmer, no Mike Williams for this team. We don't know if Keaton Allen's one hundred percent, and we still don't like Quentin Johnston. It's literally Jalen Guyton. Like that's just blasphemy. That fucking sucks, man. It's that wild, sucks. and this offense is still bananas right like they scored 27 points last week and lost i i heard a stat that uh <laughs> that uh that that herbert has 11 games where he scored 27 points and still lost he's been in the league for like three years Jesus. this offense is still it's still it's still grease lightning like they they're out there just making things work with you know whoever happens to be available this week jalen guyton happens to be available Go get him, baby. Grease lightning. Jalen Guyton. Guys, want to thank you all so much for tuning into the show. Easiest way to support us here in between media. Give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe. Come back. Bring in the good vibes for you the rest of the football season. And uh, we're not that far away from NASCAR season starting back up and the PGA official season as well. Um, and check out the website, guys. Inbetweenmedia.com. We have a shit ton of good content for you. I just did a story earlier today. I talked to uh, Gemma Martinez of NFL uh, Fantasy in Spanish and talked a little bit about some of the struggles Spanish speakers are having you know with, with some of the fantasy football stuff just you know with the language barrier so that was really cool uh we also have a lot of just general fantasy football content pga betting nascar over there so make sure you're checking that out and eric uh tell us where we can uh, follow the hot streaks over in the college basketball land with you as well yeah open up a new tab and fire up youtube search green screens media Green screens, because that's what you're going to see if you're following our core four, if you're following our prize picks, if you're following our best bets. Uh, we, uh, we're we in the middle of holiday tournament season, so we're getting a ton of really good matchups, a ton of uh, super close games, and that that always creates a bunch of opportunity in, in CBB DFS. So find all that green screens, media, college basketball goodness on YouTube. And if you want to see any of my random musings or the words that I put on paper for people, all of that rolls into my personal Twitter, which is at Fantasy Nav. Fantasy Nav, baby. Guys, if we didn't get to any of your questions, just put them in the comments of the show afterwards, and I'll make sure I go back over the weekend and, and make sure we're answering those for you. But thank you guys so much. Enjoy this weekend. We only get so many left in this fantasy football season, so I'm excited to ride it out with you guys. Eric, I appreciate your time. And shout out Mike fucking Stoyanov. That guy's an electric factory. Uh, it was good to have him back For on real. the show, uh, take, taking a break out of his uh, busy acting career to spend some time with us today. So thank you guys all so much. We'll see you next time. Until then, you know what to do. Keep it in between. <laughs>